0: has it gives to Franklin he dies I don't think he got it I don't think he got it the ball is out the Bengals have scooped it up Burrow bouncing in the pocket his throw caught at the 10 yard line T Higgins straight into the end zone touchdown Bengals it's a T D
1: Hello and welcome to episode 150. Yes, 150 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons and four years ago, almost to the day, uh, we launched this podcast and now we are 150 episodes in. And back then I was joined by this man who is still this man, Nathan Palmer. Hello.
2: How you doing, my son? What an absolute honour to sit alongside you for this 150th. It's been a long, old uh, journey, a lot of ups and downs from the Bengals' point of view, but, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure and I'm I'm delighted to be here.
1: Absolutely. I mean, do you remember that first episode? I mean, it was slightly more unprofessional, I would say, a lot swearier, a lot <laughs> just, drunker. Just, just, just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a wild ride, really, hasn't it? And... Um... Let me take you back to the sewing room, Nathan, four years ago. Do you want to hear this? I'd love to. This is an excerpt from our very first episode. I think you might hear the difference between then and now. (laughs) Welcome to the first ever Bengals UK podcast. Yes, this is the first ever Bengals UK podcast, and in typical fashion, we're not recording this at the start of the season, but three quarters of the way through. And we haven't even got a cool snappy name for it yet but everyone seems to be doing a podcast these days so we thought we'd do one too but this isn't all about us oh no we started bengals uk to try and bring bengals fans in the uk together a bit more and provide a place on social media to chat to discuss to argue and to provide a place to post notices of meetups and the like so this podcast it's just as much about you as it is about us. And going forward, if you have any questions or points to make, or even if you want to be on it, then do at us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at Whoday underscore UK, or hit us up on Facebook via the Bengals UK page. That's the end of this week's podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, <laughs> joining me on this very first edition of the podcast with no name is Nathan Palmer, who you just heard there. Hello, Nathan. How are you doing, guys?
2: I'm absolutely buzzing for you UK Bengals fans to listen to this. If on your commute to work or if you've just got nothing better to do, then thank you for tuning in.
1: Well, I was going to open it out to uh, thousands and millions of followers. <laughs> How uh, many followers have we got now? We've got over two and a half thousand. I think it's basically family members and paid uh, stuff but you know they they are two and a half thousand. Um so any ideas off the top of your head really? I've got I've got Podcats. No, no, fuck that. All right, okay, that's that being no then. Um Kittencast. <laughs> oh stop. it sounds like Babe Station <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cautiously optimistic slash positive. I you know like the Bengals are the sort of team that they will get you hard but not finish you off. So you never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't quite know what to have say about Well, there we go. Does that bring back some memories, Nathan? Quite
2: cool, it does indeed, my son. But, you, you know, I, I, t- I, I don't take that back. They Bengals are in you know, the habits of getting you harder, they're not finishing you off. There's not much changed in four years in that regard. But, you know, certainly <laughs> we've cleaned <laughs> our act up a bit, haven't we, as the years have gone on? Uh,
1: indeed. I should have warned people that there was a language of an adult variety there in that little snippet. But the the overall reason for us doing this podcast is still the same we it's a it's a flagpole around which merry bengals fans in the uk can dance it's an umbrella under which they can gather and uh, share views and it's something for their own it's not just about me and you is it it's, it's it's about kind of letting people know about meetups about airing views and kind of sharing in the platform for people to 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 kind of uh, express things on and I don't think that has changed over the years, has it? This is the prime reason why we do this podcast.
2: No, 100%. And I'll tell you what, when we were at that last meetup um in London and you get you chat to some people there that listen to the podcast and you have a good chat with them it is exactly like you said a great way of bringing people together meeting new people airing and sharing views ranting letting off some steam and then celebrating together when we when we do get some wins so it's it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to do it and it's some cracking lads in the Bengals UK group as well like whenever we do any of those meetups and you you know you're all sort of huddled in and there's all these different people from all around the country it's a it's genuine pleasure to meet everyone and have a chat and a laugh and a few pints and you know talk about talk about our beloved Bengals you know
1: yeah and I think uh, that's been the most extraordinary thing for me really just making friends that we chat to every day pretty much I mean I chat to Bengals UK fans more than I do what I would call my regular friends do you know what I mean it's 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 really is quite something and
2: (laughs) What? It's a cult like following. Some are you at the head
1: of it? Exactly. That's what I, like. I am. The shaman. I am the shaman. You're you're Jim Jones. I am the well. Bloody hell! Not quite. God. I thought you were going to say David Koresh then, but no. We, I will not lead you into a burning building. This is supposed to be fun. Um, I'm pleased we got to play out your infamous. Uh, the Bengals get us hard, but don't finish it off. Which is again uh, emblematic of our slightly fruitier. Uh, personas back then mostly Don't fueled. T-shirt. By... That it would actually, it really would. Maybe we should do that. Um, um, little quiz for you, Nathan. Who was the first ever guest on Cincinnati?
2: Oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna say it was. Can I have two guesses?
1: Yes. Lindsay Patterson. Nope. Dave Lapham. No. No, I was convinced it was one of them. It was Tobbers, Rebecca Toback, oh, of, then of yes. Cincy Jungle. So if you're listening, Rebecca, you are forever enshrined into our Cincinnati uh, Ring of Honour, if, if that's a thing. Uh, we're not getting quite the same clamour from fans for a Cincinnati Bengals Ring of Honour that the Bengals yeah. got, but, you know, we can make it happen. Uh, Lindsay was the second guest.
2: Yes, I thought so. Uh,
1: And then I went to Cincinnati. Then I went to Cincinnati. I can't say it properly. I can't say (laughs) Cincinnati without saying Cincinnati. That's how far this has become embedded in my psyche. Blimey. I went to Cincinnati (laughs) and met uh, Dave Lappin. Uh, who has become an incredible friend to the podcast, an incredible friend to uh, everyone in the UK. Um, Do you remember that? I went there, managed to get a shout with... uh, uh, Vinnie
2: Ray was on it, wasn't he?
1: Vinnie Ray, because we went to this uh, big recording with Dave and Lance McAllister uh, of the the radio show on Monday night in the Holy Grail. Shout-out, Jim Mooring. Um, And they had players on. Every you know, guesting every week. And I think that the week after it was AJ Green, so I couldn't believe my luck. The week before it was Gio Bernard. And and who did I get? Vinny Ray, who was actually very lovely and brilliant and very kind with his time. And Russell Bodine. So there you go. That's luck luck for me. Only there. the
2: big names for you, Marcel. Only
1: the big names. Um and we have continued, obviously, over Well, four years now. Uh, It's incredible, isn't it? Um, Through thick and thin, mostly thin, it has to be said, uh, in terms of results on the field. Um, Now, uh, episode 100 we had... Well, episode 50 we had Zach Taylor. Episode 100 we had Cliff Cliff Collinsworth, uh, Chris's uh, younger brother there, Cliff. Um, But then in the meantime, between 100 and 150, we have had Lindsay Patterson yet again, Matt Minnick... Elise Jesse again. Dan Horde. James Rapine. CJ Uzama. We were the first to get CJ Uzama. Um let's have a look. Rose Lavelle, that was really good. The uh yeah. US women's national team player who was over here playing for Man City. So a bit DJ of DJ cro- Reader. DJ Reader at Christmas last year. That was brilliant. I really
2: enjoyed that one. That he was, was really
1: good that one. He was a really good guy. Jeff Hobson. Ken Anderson, again, making his third appearance, I think third or fourth appearance, actually. That's something, isn't it? Did you ever imagine that we would be speaking to Ken Anderson, uh, you know, one of the greats of the game, not just the Bengals, but of the game on this podcast? It's incredible, really, isn't it? Um,
2: Yeah, it it is. And I I mean, that always brings me to one of my favourite ever Cincinnati (laughs) stories. We got got Ken fairly early on. We did. It was like episode four, Um, wasn't it? And I remember both of us, like and especially you. Obviously, you grew up watching him play, and you know, he, not like exactly like he said. Not only is he a legend amongst Bengals fans, but he, you know, should be a Hall of Famer. Great player. Throughout the years of the NFL, and we've got him on our little podcast in a little, you know, sewing room. Me and you huddled around this equipment like we are about four episodes in. Yeah. And Ken's on the phone; he's doing his thing. We've asked him a couple of questions. You know, back then, me and you were much more organised. We had questions. We we like who's going first, <laughs> who's going second. You know, give me visual, like you know, off-screen cues that like we were like, little, little nods. I took it quite seriously. Yeah, little yeah. nods. Um, and just as Ken kicks off. And obviously, he's given up his time to speak to Sue Nobody's in the UK at this point. He starts off, and all we can hear in the background is your cat, Quill, that used to live there. This sort of, you know, the most screech like meow, like meow. in the background and after one or two me and you were looking at each other in absolute horror yeah like oh my god like Ken Anderson's doing a podcast with us and you know we've got him on and some cat's absolutely giving it the big one in the background and I remember you sort of panicked after about four meows got up Knocked all the wires out. Yeah. Everything came out, and I'm sat there like as you're trying to like get this cat and like get him out of the way with no wires in. Ken Anderson's finishing talking. I'm not supposed to ask any questions, and I remember just asking him <laughs> the most vague sort of like, "Oh, Ken, like, wh- what do you think of London?" Just like jumping in there. But <laughs> I always remember that just being an absolute like genuine panic. Like you look, you look, you look like you are uh, seeing a ghost. I was sort of scrambling around, but you know, it's all what makes it fun, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Poor old Quill, he ran away, and now he's semi-feral. <laughs> I went back down to London and saw and uh, met Ingrid on Sunday, and uh, had a look in the old sewing room that's still there. And uh, but the cat is nowhere to be seen now. It pops up from time to time, but. Wouldn't recognise me or Ingrid or anybody, so that's a shame. But occasionally you could hear him because he has got the noisiest me out in the world. Anyway, uh, we've had Drew Sample, poor Dana Junior. We a great pleasure to talk to Ken Riley the second, Carson uh, Palmer. We did Alison Montoya for International Women's Day, uh, Anthony Munoz on Pinay Saul versus Jamar Chase, God, you remember that debate? That seems a long time ago now. Uh Kyle Kasky, former running backs coach, uh talking about Gio Bernard, Dave Lapham, Joe Goodbury, White Hubert, we had. Um Marcus Bailey. Well, that was last year. That was last year. Uh Wyatt was our kind of uh post draft guest, you know, our new yes. recruit guest this year. Bob Trumpy, who I enjoyed very much. He's a bit of a hero to me, so that was brilliant. Larry Black, Travion Williams, Jane Morrison, Elizabeth Blackburn. We got Elizabeth Blackburn. That was amazing. Uh, Lindsay, Jeff again. Um, And that was about it, really. And, of course, we had Emily a couple of weeks ago, Emily Parker, Director of Communications. So it's been busy, hasn't it? We've had some great guests on. We thank everyone for coming on and being a part of it. We thank you for listening. It's been... Uh, quite the ride, and we shall continue to ride it. Uh, we do have a special guest today, as you probably... I, I always want to kind of leave it and surprise people, but, of course, we have to put it, for SEO and search uh, purposes, we have to put the name of the guest in the title. So you guys know now that it's uh, assistant head coach. We've had the head coach, Zach Taylor, for our 150th. Um, we've got the assistant head coach and, of course, special teams coordinator, Darren Simmons. ...is coming up a little bit later and uh, it felt like the right time to do it because it kind of falls, this this episode falls in a bye week and we had to kind of wait on for a little bit because obviously Darren and the crew have been doing some self-scouting and uh, we've had to kind of uh, try and fit in with his schedule so this is why this episode is a little bit later than usual uh, but Darren's coming up a bit and it's well worth the listen, he's brilliant and uh, a lovely lovely man. Um, talking of self scouting, Nathan, have you been self scouting during this bi week? Have you been trying to analyze your performance on this podcast to see how it can be any better? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of room for improvement. Let's face it. <laughs> do you ever listen back to the pods? Like, do you, you listen back to each one? No, I wouldn't say each one, but. Uh, I, what I tend to do is obviously I edit it so I listen to it two or three times before it goes out and then yeah that's, that's true. kind of enough for me to be honest and then occasionally I'll listen to it about the week after or whatever but I'm you know not blowing our own trumpets now I think we've got got it down to uh not fine art but some sort of art and um I think we both know what we're doing now but if you listen back to that first episode that intro was scripted Uh, and now we don't script well I don't script anything I'm confident enough to kind of just talk nonsense to you and you know me well enough now to talk nonsense back really so um do you I mean actually no you texted didn't you a few weeks ago and said I've just listened back to episode three or something is that right
2: there's there's some I mean I would say any between episode like one and about ten there's some slightly rogue things in there they're definitely like you said a little bit more drunken a little bit more fruitier language but you know what the the thing with those earlier podcasts they really bring out and there's still obviously that that passion is still there now but it really brings out the absolute sort of fire and passion that that is bringing it being a Bengals fan when we started the podcast that was right around the time sort of towards the end of Marvin's reign and you know it was off off the back of that season where there was that the game that will never be spoken about (laughs) against the Steelers and you know I think everyone was quite sort of highly charged around then as and that what comes out in the yeah you know in the first ten podcasts. But it's it certainly, I mean it's so interesting, isn't it? Sort of transitioning from Marvin to Zach doing the podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, of the, obviously having that first overall pick with Joe Burrow. That was a very interesting time. So I certainly feel like, you know, like you said earlier, we've had some rough times on the field and, you know, not necessarily been able to sit there and um, you know do podcasts about playoff wins and you know you know blowing out the Steelers and stuff like that. But we have had some really interesting um, drama and politics of the club in the That's last four right. years. Yeah. And it's been a pleasure to cover it.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we've had the pandemic. I, I, I'm really yeah. proud of our output during the pandemic. I know, I've had some lovely messages from people saying there's something like the podcast. And so we we don't just don't think about it when we're sitting here doing this. It's, you know, it's just me and you chatting. And you know, I always wanted it to be like that, just two mates or three mates, because lest we forget, Jamie Rowe was involved in the first episode Michael Smith has been on Simon Hunter has stood in for you Tim Knowles has been on as well um and I wanted it to be like that just a bunch of mates having a beer almost like they're in a pub talking about sports and in this case the Bengals you know and um I think we've achieved that and we continue to do that don't we and I think uh for the Christmas one we should get we should meet up face to face and get absolutely slaughtered together how about that
2: well I, I do I do enjoy the odd rogue one like that. I mean there was that one in the Admiralty Yes, um, that was <laughs> where it was you, me, the D- Duncan was there, Jeremy was there, Bengal's captain. I mean there was it was a really sort of Feisty environment there. We all had a few drinks. and That was a good crack. And again, that just like exemplifies the sort of you know how fun it is, and yeah. sort of seeing everyone that you know in one place, and just you know having a few beers and talking about the Bengals. And I, I mean, we're not going to we're not going to win any awards for our you know man coverage versus zone coverage versus nickel linebacker analysis of plays. But we you know we might win the odd award for. A bit of entertainment and a bit of a sort of general, down to earth fans' perspective. I would
1: hope. Absolutely, that's what we set out to do, and that's what we shall continue to do. Um, Actually, just going back to that Admiralty episode, (laughs) you were so drunk that you were putting on your American accent throughout the uh, that podcast. I always remember that; it's very funny. And then you kind of said, "Oh yeah, when I'm drunk, I put on you know, I talk more American because, of course, your wife is American and your." In-laws are American, so, uh, yeah, that made me chuckle. Um, right, um, let's get back to business very quickly. Um, loads of people out there have done their kind of mid-season reviews, and indeed, uh, Jamie, Paris, uh, who else was on there? Mike and Dockers did uh, our very own mid-season review. That's on our YouTube channel, so, go and check that out last week. Um, just looking forward, Nathan, we've got the Raiders this week. Um there's been a few comings and goings. ADG is out for the year, unfortunately, um, uh, which is a real shame for him because he was starting to play well this year. And uh, we've signed a few linebackers. Obviously, Brandon Wilson is out with an ACL, which is a great shame. And we've signed another Mike Thomas to um, former a Pro Bowl safety, Mike Thomas. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he can contribute. Um Looking forward, what what have we got to do better? Do you think? Well, what, what, what have we got to do better? We're five and four. It's been an insane. And looking that, looking at that record without any context whatsoever, you kind of think five and four. Okay, yeah, we'll take that. But you know, then you build in a bit of context. We were kind of five and two. We were looking really good, and then the wheels came off a little bit, and we're five and four. And you know. As soon as you get expectation, anything less than a win is seen as a failure. But you know we're we're there five and four suggests we're an inconsistent team, and I would I would think that you know what's what's on the field, what has been on the field, backs that up completely.
2: Completely agree. I I think it comes down to consistency is the real thing that a lot of people ask for and I think unfortunately for us we're a very inexperienced team you know Joe Burrow he's only just got past his 16 games a lot of guys in there Chase, um, T. Higgins you know a big part of um, that offensive defense a lot of new players there and stuff and it does take time for that to gel together and I think the one thing I've been really impressed by this year is that the talent feels like it's there i think in the last couple of years there's been you know a gap there in terms of the talent you'd want to compete and i think that for the first time this year looking around that team on defense and offense we can definitely compete i don't think we're realistic super bowl contenders with the talent we've got but i certainly think it's you know playoff caliber certainly with three teams um getting in um as second place now rather than two in the past so i think that we've definitely got the talent there that's hugely exciting you've obviously got a an elite quarterback in Joe Burrow, certainly a top 10 quarterback, better than Andy Dalton, someone we really feel like we can compete with. So, We've got that part of it there. It's just being more consistent. You know, there's been some games this year against the Jets and the Browns and stuff like that that have been really hard to fathom, but yet we've had some... I mean, that game against the Ravens just absolutely out of left field to go away to them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and really hand them a a big loss. So, you can see the talents there. I just think if, you know, to answer your initial question, what do we want to see more of is consistency and consistent improvement as well. Like, you want to see this team like gelling together, getting better, you know, learning how each other works. I mean, you talk about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know, obviously they've um, worked together at LSU. But you know, Jamar Chase had a year off. Joe Boy's coming back from injury. They've been very, very good in the first half of the season, if not exceptional. I mean, that's if that um, combination strengthens and the chemistry builds up, and etc. I mean, that could be potentially extremely dangerous. So I, I'm excited, but. I do think, as we've said before, that we need to see some results this season. It's all well and good to take a step forward after two fairly fairly horrendous seasons, but I really want to see us um, push on and get at least nine wins this season.
1: Let's build some more context into it. Everyone is beating everyone else.
2: Every... A wild season, isn't it? Absolutely wild. And a
1: lot of people, it's weird, isn't it? A lot of people kind of say, well, that's a rubbish season. It means that there are no good teams in the NFL. You know? I kind of tend to look at it as, as a bit differently. I think there are now there's now greater parity between the teams and that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. It makes things uh, certainly more exciting and I do think you know, God, we might be in for a really really tight finish all over the yep. league here, you know, with with teams decent teams who have made improvements um who Finish more or less, you know, very similar records. You know, I, I think. It, yeah, absolutely. And this is what I mean. It's five and four, and yes, we're disappointed not to be six and three, or even seven and two. But you look at the rest of the league and seeing what happens. You look at Washington. No one bet on them going to Tampa last no. week and winning. Uh, the Rams losing as well. They looked unbeatable for a stretch in the early part of the season. Uh, the Steelers, I mean, I don't like to mention them, but the Steelers now kind of edging closer. The Patriots, you know, yep. suddenly everyone is five and four or six and three or whatever, you know what I mean? It's it's really, yep. I think it's exciting and I think it's great to be in the mix. So, I, yes, you're right, though. We're looking for greater consistency. Um, and Listen, al- and I, I also, I do think teams have worked us out a little bit. You know, yeah. they've worked out how to take away... Tyler Boyd, who, you know, if you take away Tyler Boyd, then you're just asking Higgins and Chase to win some one-on-ones and that's kind of, you know, you're betting on that, really. And defensively, you know, teams have kind of worked us out. So I'm interested to see how we react to that and what we've got up our sleeve and what we can do to, you know, uh, adapt and uh, scheme Tyler Boyd open, you know... um, uh, and also get the defense going again. So I'm looking forward to that. I do worry about the linebackers a little bit. Um the the kind of uh, the depth there it's been exposed with the injuries to Jordan Evans and now uh Akeem Davis Gaither so we'll see I mean there's a lot to play for this second half this season so I can't wait really
2: 100% and the thing we've got in our favour is the injury situation I know you said there were a couple of guys go down recently and you know every team in the NFL has had that but the key thing for us is we don't have any elite players that you kind of can't look past from a skill perspective that are down we've got all the offense pretty much healthy ready to go you know we've talked about Jonah Williams in the past not Being able to stay healthy, you've got him upright, playing fairly well. You've got, obviously, all of those skilled players playing well, the guys in defence. And that's just so unusual compared to when you look around the league. I mean, you think, like, the Steelers have lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They've had Ben with COVID. Obviously, they've got the Browns have had Baker Mayfield go down. The Ravens lost every single one of their running backs. And I think have got the most players on IR of any team around the league. So you know, certainly in the AFC North, but also in the AFC and across the NFL, a lot of people are going down, a lot of running backs are going down. I know if anyone plays fantasy football, you'll know that you almost can't find a healthy running back that's uh, of good quality out there at the moment. It's a lot of backups, there's a lot of people sort of filling in. So, I think that's why around the league there's a you know a lot more parity. There's not one team that you'd look at and say, core, they're really leaps and bounds ahead. I mean, I, look at, I looked at the odds the other day of like who they thought was going to win the Super Bowl. Not one team is below 7 or 8 to 1, mm. which shows you they really can't pick a favourite here and I think they had the Bills yeah. as the favourite for the Super Bowl which I thought was quite interesting because then you see them go and get beaten by the Jags the other day Yeah, you know?
1: right.
2: so Absolutely. if they're your favourites for the Super Bowl that, that tells you everything you need to know so it's very interesting for the Bengals and I think that, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that we can make a run this season but if you look at it why not? You know, well, the, talent's I mean, there, the yeah. injuries there. If we if we play like we did against the Ravens, against the Packers, you know, against the Vikings now, that looks like a very good win. You know, th- those teams down the stretch, we've been saying, core cool, is going to be a real um, real difficult back end of our schedule. I mean, there's some teams in there that go up and down. The Raiders obviously are down quite a few players at the moment. They're without a proper head coach. You've got the Chargers. Don't look as strong as they did a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They just got beaten by Minnesota, who you know, we got to win against. The divisional games, we've seen we can beat with Steelers and Ravens. And now we've got them at home. So, as much as they're always going to be difficult games, you know, that's something that goes in our favour. The 49ers, you know, I reckon we've got a chance there. So, they're really games that could go either way. Um, And I think that's going to be a really good test for Zach Taylor. It's going to be a really good test for the team. Is like, what have you got? I mean, we're, we're pretty much healthy. You've got a bye week at a great time. You come off two awful losses like that. It gives you a chance to reset. Like you said, if people have figured us out or there's some things that we're doing wrong, it gives you a chance to iron out those mistakes, get them right, come back. And there's a big game on the road against the Raiders, you know, an AFC game. You really don't want to lose three in a row and drop back to 500. So I'm really intrigued to see... Um, what they've done in this bye week, how they've used it, because historically we've not been great coming out of bye weeks. Yeah, you, know, you right. don't always think that's gonna be an advantage. You've got two weeks to prepare and watch tape and get people healthier, but historically that's not always been the case for us. So I I am genuinely intrigued to see how that plays out. And what is a huge game against the Raiders, I mean, the difference between five and five um, and six and four can't be understated. You know, six and four, you're really plowing forward. You only need three more games for the rest of the season to get to that sort of nine-win playoff-worthy area. Whereas to drop down to five and five with three losses in a row is going to be a hard pill to swallow. So big game, um, and let's hope the boys are ready to go. Absolutely.
1: You know what, if if there are a bunch of teams out there that were seven and two, six yeah, and three, exactly. eight and one, I'd be I'd be like, okay, that's fair enough. We're not going to challenge him. But then no one is. Yeah. No one is. No, literally no, no. one is. Uh who so, would you
2: be most fearful of playing, son? If you if you said, right, look, we've got to play someone tomorrow and in the feel AFC? Like we've got the least chance of winning in the whole of the NFL. But you oh, can say AFC me. as well.
1: AFC, I think um, <laughs> I wouldn't be fearful of playing anyone. Genuinely,
2: you you wouldn't be worried if we had a big game against the Chiefs. You wouldn't feel like that was going to be a bit too much for us when the pressure yeah, was on. I
1: wouldn't be worried because I, they've shown that they are beatable. They are, you know, they are beatable this year. Their defense isn't Their great. Bit, Their yeah. running game isn't great. Their offensive line, which they spent an absolute fortune on, has been a disaster. Mahomes yeah. has been feeling the pressure. They're beatable. I mean, I'm not saying that yeah. we're going to beat them, but they are beatable. The Bills, yeah. great team, I think. Josh Allen, brilliant. Stefan Diggs, brilliant. Good defence, beatable. Uh, you look over in the NFC, oh, I, I don't like the look of Dallas, I have to say. Um, yeah. And I hate Dallas, almost with equal <laughs> disdain than I have for the Steelers, I must say. Um, who else? Green Bay. Ari- I, with I Kyler
2: Murray <clears throat> healthy, I think Arizona are probably... A fair bit of a handful, but obviously that's you know him and again Hopkins I do both think they're beatable. The I do
1: think they're beatable. Though they always give you a chance, the, the Cardinals. Um So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really fearful of anyone. I'm just excited. Just excited that we're still relevant, and I'm excited that we've got a lot, as you say we've got talent. I'm excited that we're going to be playing these big games in the back end of the season. Why not bring it on? I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm all here for it.
2: You're actually fired up, my son. Yeah,
1: I am. I am. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's bring our, in our special guest for our 150th episode. And as promised, uh, it is our 150th episode, and we do like to get someone special in for every 50th episode. We had Coach Taylor for the 50th. We had Chris Collinsworth for the hundredth episode, and now we have Assistant Head Coach and Special Teams Coordinator
0: uh, Darren Simmons. Darren, how are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm very honored to be part of the 150th episode. That, that, that's pretty special. That's a lot of episodes. It Not is. Tell getting... me about it. Tell me yeah. about it.
1: <laughs> no, it's been great fun, and uh, it is a bit of a dream come true to talk to um, people like you and uh, other guests we've had on the show, and it's it's great to uh, be able to catch up with you. This, I guess we're sort of edging into the – you know, the bio week is officially over now, isn't it, really? Uh, we're talking on the – Tuesday night, so you're back at practice and you've had, how was your bye week? What does Darren Simmons do on his bye week?
0: Well, it was, it was actually, you know, fairly eventful. Um, <laughs> I have a daughter who uh, uh, is involved in college volleyball and she got injured a couple weeks ago. She had surgery, she had knee surgery, she tore her ACL. So she's, unfortunately, she's been at home the last two weeks mm-hmm. and uh, so we've kind of been helping her uh, on the men. Um, so it's, it's good to at least be around here, good to see her um so we we did that for part of the week and then my son his football season just got over with his american football season just got over with in high school he's a junior and uh now he's on to lacrosse so uh friday uh excuse me saturday i ended up going to st louis missouri to a lacrosse tournament which is about it's about a six-hour drive uh to st louis so i did that on saturday Oh, on friday friday i actually went to the uh U.S. versus Mexico uh, World Cup qualifier game here in Cincinnati. So that, that's that's actually, I'm embarrassed to say, that's the first soccer game I've ever been to. First, you know, professional, or not professional, but first high-level soccer game I've ever been to. And it was impressive. It was, it was really cool.
1: I was going to ask, as a, as a guy that stands on the sidelines each game to some of the biggest sporting matches yeah. across the world each week, how did you find a soccer game? How did you find its compares? I guess you are in the stands, right? And you yeah. were... Had yeah, that's the first. How
0: did you find it? Well, That's the first time I've been in the stands, you know, and, and for, for something, you know, big like that, and for years and years, 25 years probably. So it's really cool to be a part of the fans uh, and just to see other reactions are, you know, I, there's a lot of things I take probably for granted. I don't take them for granted, but I just don't notice them as well. You know, like it was really, really neat. And I wish the NFL would do it, but at this soccer match, when they played the, the, the national anthem, United States, the U.S. national anthem, Every single person I think who wasn't obviously from Mexico was singing the national anthem and it was impressive, man. It, it was really, really, really cool. Give gave me goosebumps mm. to hear how loud it was and how everybody was singing the national anthem. I, I wish, you know, football fans would adopt that and uh, make that a big part, but it was, it was really, really touching uh, to see that we had really good seats. Uh, you know, it, it was good to see. I'm probably looking at it more from i cause I'm, I'm learning soccer stuff. So, or I was learning soccer stuff. So I'm, i was probably watching it more from an evaluation standpoint. I mean, while I was watching these guys run around, like, oh man, I could really see that guy burst and accelerate something like TV, <laughs> and like, oh, that guy could play corner, that guy could play receiver, or this guy could be a gunner on a on a punt team. Um, and <laughs> to see the athleticism these guys move around and and really how precise they are and in, in, in how uh you know the, their ball handling is just incredible. Their 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 athletic movements are just incredible. So Again, it was it was cool to be it was cool to relax and be a fan, not have to feel the pressure of the game.
1: <laughs> so basically the the motto there is you can take the uh co- no, you can take the man out of the coach but the coach is always there and the man basically.
0: I, I felt I I actually I, I did I felt like that. You know, my my, <laughs> my friends or the buddy that I went with, uh you know, they're into soccer and they're jumping up and down and and uh you know, I I understood the levity of the moment. It was it was a big game, but you mm. know, I'm watching it. You know, I don't jump up and down every time we score a touchdown. So, I again, that part of it, I felt more like a coach too, as opposed to being a fan. But it was really neat. It was impressive. I, it, the uh, the uh, the, uh, uh, the emotion that goes into that game from the fan standpoint is, I mean, it's impressive, man. It, it's mm-hmm. really neat.
1: Well, next time you ever, we'll take you to a game over here. How about that? Yeah, cool. yeah, that, that,
0: that'd be cool. It's it's bit I just I just never grew. I, I never grew up around it. I grew up in, in mid in the Midwest, the United mm-hmm. States. And we didn't have soccer i mean we had baseball basketball football <laughs> track we didn't have soccer right right where i'm from mm. and uh so just i never really grew up around it even my mm. kids here my, my kids here they don't they never played soccer they they played football basketball baseball and they've gotten into lacrosse so mm. lacrosse is a big thing for them now too
1: um darren i could talk to you all day but we don't have time for that so we must talk bengals um First off, before we start talking about the season, which I think a lot of people will say it's been a fun season so far. We've been really, a lot of fans, myself included, really pleased with the way the team has improved and, you know, we're right there in the mix. And who knows what's going to happen in this, in this kind of seesaw, insane NFL season at the moment. But I w- wanted to ask real quick, we've been a long-term admirer of yours. As, you know, you're you're regarded quite rightly as one of the best, if not the best special teams coordinator in the league which, you know, we as fans of the Bengals, we're going to, you know, absolutely agree with that assessment because you've (laughs) you've done a fantastic job over the years. But recently you became assistant head coach. And I just wondered um, how that has altered your day-to-day, what that entails. I've had a few people ask me, ask Darren that, you know, ask Coach Simmons that. Uh, um, Just from a fan's point of view, it's intriguing. It's a promotion, but, you know, how has it altered your day-to-day? What does it include
0: Well, I I really think I'm just more of a support level for Zach, you know, and I I try to help him in any way I can help him and assist him in any way I can assist him with, you know, really from using my experience. I've, I've been in the league a long time. I've been in this organization for a long time. So sometimes Zach will come to me and ask me questions or we'll talk about the way things have been done in the past, maybe help him better understand you know uh where the upstairs the front office people are coming from or what they're thinking their line of thinking i've been around it for quite a while or quite some time so i've seen it and, and I, so i kind of have a better feel for um maybe sometimes how they think um so I, and i'm also it, it's also important to me to be a sounding board for zach too you know whenever he has thoughts like hey what do you think about this or you know what do you think we should do here? What do you think about this schedule, right? Uh, what about when we go to Las Vegas, right? You know, there's a lot of things that go on in Las Vegas. And, and uh, uh, you know, hey, should we go out on Friday? Maybe we go out on Saturday. What time do we want to get out there? You know, what's my opinion on those things? And I, and I give him my opinion. Um, so, I, you know, I, I just want to be a, a resource for him to help him. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. It's a, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing, you know, obviously for him to be the offensive coordinator, to call the plays, help come up with the, with the game plan each week and then still be the leader of the team. I and mean, that, that's asking a lot um, for one person to do. And so if, if I can, you know, alleviate any of those things off of him or help him uh, you know, make, make his job easier, you know, or more fluid uh, in any certain way, I, 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 I certainly always step up to that. And plus, you know, I've, I've been in the league for 24 years. So I've, I've seen a lot of comings and goings and, you know um, the evolution of, of how, Things change not only on throughout the week, but just the way teams operate, the way these players change, or the way the players have changed from a year to year basis. So, anything I can do to, to help him or be a resource for him is what I try to do.
1: Okay, let's get on to the season. um Five and 4 we're right in the mix. I think everyone's delighted with where we are at the moment. You've had a week off. I know that the coaches get together and self scout and review the process, where the team's at. And I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this. A- Hundreds of times over the past week, but um, where do you see the team at the moment? Um, have, have you been happy, delighted? I'm not going to ask you to give them a grade, but um, where do you personally see the team at the moment? And and, and uh, have you been happy with the first nine games?
0: Well, I was. I, I've been uh, um, pleased with with uh, how things have gone in the uh, first half of the season. Obviously you know, we, we've hit a, uh, I think we're positioned, you know, right in the thick of things, right where we want to be. Um, uh, you know, certainly we wish we had played better in the last two games, but I, I think everybody falls into that boat. I think you look at the Rams, you know, the Rams are a team who started the year in, in dominant fashion. And in the past two weeks, they've kind of hit the same spot that we did. And uh, so I think it's it's how we're able to adapt and overcome and identify the things that that uh, we need to fix, the things we need to improve, the things we got to um get better at going forward and and then i think what's always unique is it's it's the thing that people always have to understand is how do you win a game right how do you identify what the strengths of your opponent are and what do you do to take those strengths away it's not just it's not always just what we do it's you you have to for me it's a little bit unique you know because offensively those coaches they're in attack mode all the time. They're, they're they're trying to attack a defense. A defense is reacting to what the offense does. Me, I have to do both. You know, when we talk about coverage phases. You know, I, I have to react to what the return team does. Or when I'm a, when, when I have a return team play, you know, a punt return or a kickoff return, I'm I'm trying to attack the coverage. So I have to look at it really through both lenses, I guess. And and uh, so the, the bye week is a good week to really just kind of hit reset, take a deep breath you know, uh, identify some of the things that we got to get better at. Again, we're positioned nicely. Uh, You know, really the the, the real season really kind of starts right now. I think everybody's in the same, but I I think I saw a stat that that, uh, there are 12 teams in the AFC that are 500 or better. Uh, The winning percentage is 500 or better. So, I mean, everything is is, uh, up for grabs right now. And to be a part of that conversation is, again, is good. That's where we expected to be. It's where we wanted to be. And uh, now it's going to be up to us how we handle that the rest of the way.
1: I mean, you mentioned we're right in the mix and you're right. And it's, it's such a seesaw crazy season, which is, gives heart and hope to a lot of teams out there. Because I think there are a lot of good teams out there that will just carry on beating each other week in, week out. How yeah. do you make the Bengals? How do you make us? How can you get us to win a couple of games in a row that would really kind of in this crazy season really kind of make a push for the players because because I think a lot of a lot of fans out there wanted improvement. I'm sure you felt that as well uh, and I think we've seen a hell of a lot of improvement mm-hmm. um ha- now we're actually in the mix of the playoffs, expectations a little bit higher. Uh, I know you think one game at a time, and that's what you have to do. But how, give us a couple of things that you're you're looking for the team to improve on in the second half.
0: Well, I think just from my perspective, just from a special team's perspective, it's, it's about the next man up philosophy. You know, fortunately for us as a team, we've stayed relatively healthy, and I knock on wood. We've we stayed relatively healthy, you know, offensively and defensively. We've missed, uh, you know, a, a starter or two here or there. Um, you know, so I, I, think that's one of the biggest differences we've been able to stay healthy, um, you know, as a team in my area, that's not necessarily been the case. You know, we've, we've lost our two top line, my, really my two top linebackers and Jordan Evans and Akeem Davis, Davis Gaither and then losing Brandon William- Wilson last week, uh, also really hurt That That really, you know, uh, uh, jabs me pretty good. But like I told the rest of the team, you know, after the game, it, when, when somebody goes down, really it's the opportunity for somebody else. It, it's, you're, you're presenting a clear opportunity for somebody else to try to go out and show up and show out. And uh, so I think that's the first part of what I'm looking for is, is I've got to get some of these new guys that we're going to have playing here over the course of the rest of the season up to speed as fast as I possibly can. And so, that, so any transition that we have is seamless. And, of course, that's up to me uh, to be able to get that done. Um, I, I think just overall uh, as a team, again, I, I don't want to speak completely on, that, on everybody else's behalf, offensively and defensively, but certainly we, as we know, we've got we to quit turning the ball over so much. We've we got to – we've had too many turnovers. Um, and we always want to – you know, one of the, the biggest stats that you need to lead the league in is turnover margin. you got to be great on third downs. you got to be great on, on – uh, uh, great in the turnover margin, and you got to be a low-penalized low team. And I think we've done a couple of those pretty well so far. Um, I, but I, think, I do think we've got to get better at our turnover margin. Our turnover margin's got to, got to improve. we got to, you know, hold on to the ball, protect the ball on offense, and and keep forcing takeaways on defense. I think we've, we've done a pretty good job of that thus far on defense. We've taken the ball away. Um, but it's a big emphasis. We we make a huge emphasis of that at each week in practice. We did it in training camp. We did it through the offseason. We, we make a big emphasis of trying to create turnovers on defense, and even on, on special teams too. So, um you know, those are uh, probably four things. Again, for me, it's it's kind it's trying to get the, the rest of these guys, my new players, up to speed, protecting the ball on offense, keep working to create turnovers on defense, and be great on third down.
1: Um, I just want to finish up by just touching on special teams again, coach, if that's all right, because you are the maestro at at molding and shaping really high graded highly regarded special teams units as you say jordan's gone down one of your key special teams guys uh adg's gone down and we were loving his progress this year this year on defense but he's been a key player on special teams as well we love stanley morgan he's love watching him on special teams still a great player brandon going. then again someone like joe batchy comes up he's suddenly like you know 80 plus rated on p PFS. So that demonstrates this next man up um, mm-hmm. approach. But how do you go about molding a special teams player? You've done it so many times over the years. How do, how do you do it? Give us an insight if you wouldn't mind.
0: Well, that, that's a good question. And, and I, that's something I take a great deal of pride in is not, you know, ever using an excuse. Well, we don't have this player, we don't have that player because it, it, it's really it's about your ability to adapt. And uh, so I, I, what, what I do is, is I hold each one of our guys to a, such a, a high, high, high standard. I, I mean, I require a lot of them from studying the game plan to the way that we practice to the, the notes that they take. Um, and it's whether it's a starter, whether it's a backup, uh, whether it's a practice squad player. Um, I hold each one of those guys accountable like hey, they're one play away from, from starting or from playing, and it's—I don't want them just to not only learn their position, but also how all the positions around them, all the you know the the, the positions that may be adjacent to them. So, let's say for instance, I'm talking about R4 on the kickoff team. He better know what R5 does, and R3 does, and L3 does, and L4 does. And so, it's it's having a very broad uh, understanding of the game in general. Um, because that way I can plug and play guys in different spots in different games and it'd be relatively seamless instead of having to hit reset. And and these guys learn a completely new position each week, they have a general understanding of how the whole thing fits together. Um, not just specifically their position. Mm. Um, and and so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I pay, uh, a lot of attention to detail. We, we, there's a lot that goes into our game plan each week. I, I think, especially in my area, knowing who you're going up against and his strengths and weaknesses, you know, specifically, you know, like, for instance, uh, this week when we're uh, facing the Raiders, knowing exactly uh, what, what uh, uh, you know, Nick Kajakowski, if he plays, how he plays, knowing exactly what Jalen Rashard does as the kickoff returner, okay, or knowing exactly what the punter, A.J. Cole, who's leading the league, knowing, knowing exactly – you know, what punt he uses in what situation. And it's not just the returners that need to know that. I want everybody to know and understand that. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, forcing these guys to learn the whole broad game and, and, and really pay attention to detail, I, I think then really helps us just plug and play guys in. That way when we have, have somebody that goes down, man, you just pull the next guy and put him right in. And, and hopefully it's, it's, it's uh, the same level, even higher than the guy before him. So you're looking for
1: a seamless transition as as much as you can, with the same kind of players physically and mentally as the guy that went down, basically. So you're constantly evaluating the whole whole team, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Every it's every every practice rep that they take. We you know every practice rep that they take. I have I I put I write notes down on on I take notes and uh, you know share those to their iPads. So as they're watching video from practice at night, they can also take a look at my comments. You know as to hey you know here's what here's here's what you should have done here's what you did here's what you should have done here's what you did well here's what you did poor um so i comment on every single play and it's written down so they can you know so they can see it and and learn from it again it's not only that specific guy but it's everybody can see those those comments and uh so they all understand how the game works and, and how it all fits together
1: uh we mentioned brandon looking forward have you settled on your kick returner yet or is that still a work in progress
0: I think it's still a work in progress a bit. Obviously, we have Darius who's, who's uh, done it, you know, uh, in this league over a period of time. And he's had success doing it. Um, he'll certainly get probably get the first crack at it. You know, um, Chris Evans is somebody that, uh, uh, you know, we're going to take a look at this week, too, in practice, see how he does. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's certainly a, a dynamic player with the ball in his hands. He has really, really good change of direction and good feel for elusiveness. Um, and plus he's a big, powerful guy, too. So that, that's really what you look for in a kickoff returner. So we we'll get a chance to take a look at those guys. You know, we'll, we'll keep working with Puka. You know, uh, uh, Puka Williams has is, is got a, a chance to potentially help us here at some point. It's just a, a matter of, you know, the comfort level I have and putting him in the game and, and uh, him being execute what well, we want, need, want, need and want him to do. So we get several options and
1: finally coach um if you ask a fan what we what this team should be shooting for everyone will be like playoffs 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 come on as coaches you hate to be asked this question but at uh, what's the goal what's the goal in the forthcoming is it just to win games week by week and then see where you are towards the end of the season or do you have a sneaky eye on the on the old playoffs there
0: No, you know, you know what, honestly, Paul, in the, the the years that we've had here in earlier on when coach Lewis was here, he never really allowed us to ever look ahead. I mean, he would show us where we were on a week to week basis, you know, here are the standings here where we are in our division. Here's where we rank in the AFC. And then we really honestly approached it game by game. One thing I know, I know we got the Raiders this week. I think we got the Steelers next week and that's about as far into it as I go. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and so to me, there's there's so much that goes into winning or, or finding a way to win every single game because it changes so much on a week-to-week basis. You know, how the way that we approach this game against the Raiders may be completely different from the way we approach the game, you know, against Pittsburgh. And, and so I think not not looking ahead, trying to finish each week one and zero is the ultimate goal, and then let the chips fall where they may at the end, at the end of the season. And and I think if we just we stay locked into the, to the uh, Having a singular focus on trying to win the game in front of us you know all that other stuff down the road will take care of itself.
1: i think that's a good approach really because then you never get two up or two down really and that's the key yeah. isn't it uh yeah. listen darren it's been a delight last time i saw you we were urinating next to, to each other in london uh obviously <laughs> in a restroom obviously not in the street no, we're not we're not god, animals I, I just want to make thank god it, you
0: cleared that clarified that yeah that's right <laughs> uh,
1: but you just to just to expand on that I can't believe I said that, but um, but you were good enough to come out the pub and talk talk to the fans in London. I think we all remember that very fondly, and we we you know that that you I think a lot of us hold you in higher regard because of that. Uh, We we think you're brilliant as a coach, obviously, and we thank you for all the hard work that you've done. And really, we wish you all the best going forward. We can't wait to see this team develop and. Hopefully, take things on to the next level. But so, uh, thank you for the time, Darren. It's been a, a delight to talk to you.
0: Well, thanks. I'm, I'm very flattered that you asked me to be on. I certainly I remember though the time at the, uh, there in London at the uh, Admiralty and. I don't remember everything that you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Weird that um, I remember that bit and you don't, isn't it really? No, I'm just
0: kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I I certainly enjoyed my time over there. We we had such a good time every we go every time we go there. The people are so the people, the fans are so passionate. It was you know it's great to see you know you guys especially at that bar there and and all the Bengals fans and representing with their jerseys on the. Boomer Sias and jerseys and, and uh, you know, all that stuff. So the, the the fans over there are fantastic. It's great the way that uh, the following that we have and, and everything that you do to push our game over there across the sea. And uh, we, we certainly appreciate that. And hopefully we can just make you guys proud back over here.
1: Darren will be very proud. I think we're enjoying this season very much. Uh, Coach, thanks for the time. Uh, have a great rest of the season. Best of luck.
0: Thanks, Paul. You too. Take care.
1: Well, there we go. That was the brilliant Darren Simmons. And... um <laughs> very pleased I reminded him about the urination station there um, in the Admiralty, uh, or the Admiralty, as he called it, which I kind of quite like, and I should be using that <laughs> from now on. Um, but, yeah, I think he doesn't get his, enough due, Darren. What he has to do in terms of moulding special teams players, especially when you know players go down and, you know, obviously he's lost ADG, a, a very crucial part of his team, uh Brandon Wilson one of the better kick returners in the NFL he's gone for the season you know he has to he has to you know it's a never ending thankless task isn't it really
2: yeah and it's one of those jobs that you often only gets highlights when there's a big mistakes you know if there's gaps but you know blown kickoff return pump return for a touchdown block punts and i think Darren does a cracking job because you, you, how many times over the last couple of years can you remember the Bengals getting a blocked punt um, you know that goes flying back, or bad snaps, mm. or you know kickoff returns, pump returns for touchdowns. It rarely happens. It's more often than not in the top half of the units in the league. And he's been doing it for a long time. We we met him, didn't we, at the Admiralty or the Admiralty, as I quite like to call it as well. But um, we met him there had a great chat with him about the team and you know all the stuff he does and everything else. And obviously as well in that interview. And he's just such a top bloke, experienced guy, knows his stuff, and it's a, it's a pleasure to have him on the team.
1: And I'll tell you what, before we get to our correspondences, if uh, anything happened to Zach and his team, I would lobby quite hard for Darren to get a shot at uh, head coach. I'm going to put that out there right now. I think he's got the experience. He's got uh, the respect around the league. Uh, As he said in that interview, he's always evaluating players. He knows the entire team inside out. And you look at people like Belichick and Harbour, you know, your boy boy, Harbour, Your Bo Har boy um, up in Baltimore. <laughs> he he was a special teams guy. Why you know? And they proved to be True. success. So um, yeah, I would I would lobby for Darren. I think we've got a ready-made head coach in the building already. Anyway, right. So, get, that's food for thought. Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, let's get to your correspondences. We are at 2day underscore UK Bengals UK on Facebook. And Bengals UK on YouTube. So do come and check us out. And Bengals underscore UK on Instagram. How about that? That's one thing that has changed. There we go. We are right across social media. Uh, Duncan at Dastardly Duncan. Solid angle. Massive congrats on 150 guys. What an achievement. Hope you're as proud of yourselves as we are of you. The podcast really is the heartbeat of Bengals UK. Team-wise, more imaginative and specific game plans. Pat's destroyed an average browns just by out scheming them good point good point scott Gibb at scott Gibb one well done guys seriously delighted the pods made it to 150 some top moments and great content here's to another 150 bloody hell can you remember imagine that 300 episodes in about two years time <laughs> cheers scott mate absolutely uh, ken davis at ken s davies magnificent effort lads plenty of top quality content but delivered with a smile positivity and wit that's a winning combination i still think we're short in the trenches browns loss showed our vulnerability to the run game and i still think the ol is still very patchy can't you know disagree with anything uh, about that um, Ken. memphis soul stewart stewart bears 688 150 outstanding stuff. Hats off for all you do. The pod, the fan meetups, the tiger goes from strength to strength. And thank you for Stu for being part of it all. Go a boy. Ben Wintle at Shabba underscore Dabba. Ben's back. Solid handle. And of course Ben did come up with the original Cincinnati name. So again, Ben is enshrined. In a, maybe we should do a ring of honour. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> because be, I tell yeah, you what be quite funny, that because Ben is in there Ben is like, it, in... it goes underrated as
2: well that because the fact that we didn't even create the name for it and that's that's completely stuck that name and the absolutely. more I hear it the more I like it so full credit to Ben for that I absolutely.
1: Ben is absolutely in my ring of honor definitely um, would you and Nathan ever have imagined reaching 150 and growing the fan base to be one of the best in the UK UK congratulations boys so many high points and many more to come from the first ever Bengals UK podcast episode to now, one thing has remained consistent. The laughs. Absolutely, mate. Amazing. Nick, Parker, Nick Parker at Big Park 71. 150 up, at least 200 strong handles and about 10 poppadom preaches. Nathan Paul are the antidote to soccer podcasts, striking a balance between knowledgeable and irreverent. Really proud of them. I have shared with many played to my children and my elderly mum. <laughs> well, I would I would maybe skip the first bit this week Nick if uh, they're not fans of <laughs> choice language. Paris yeah, pa- cheers, Nick. Paris yeah, really nice Nick that thank you so much for being with us as well. Paris Pinney at Paris Pinney congrats on reaching 150 episodes. gents uh, he wants to see burrow cutting down on the interceptions. um don't we all? Jamie at Trek Hot Beast, who of course was on episode one with us. I think you need to recreate the vibe of the old pods on this. I want you both absolutely hammered and swearing like punks on a chat show. I think Christmas. It's gotta be Christmas, isn't it? The naked episode and the drunken sweary episode. Um TJ Hushmansada's shiny shoes at TJ Shiny Shoes. What needs to get better is your knee. Otherwise, keep up the good work. Who day? Tom McDowell at Wagat DD Thank you for everything you do. 150 is a great milestone. It will be 200 before you know it. I'd like to see the team improve. Rushing for short yardage. Too many drives have ended because we can't punch it. In from third and one. Absolutely. Uh, all at Armaduke Panache. Thanks. Solid handle. Thanks, I. Congrats. Thanks, Congrats, Paul and Nathan and assorted others. Uh, I would like the team to win more often, I suppose. Not too much to ask, is it? No. Uh, Killian at Killian Malloy. Um, echoing what everyone else has said. Congrats on 150. The pod is always a great listen. Here's to many more. Uh, he wants... Cheers, Aurelius FC. Aurelius FC. Congrats, UK fam. I love your show and it still makes me smile to know we have fans All across the globe. Keep up the excellent work. Hubei at The Hubei. Hello, Jess. I'm so proud of you guys. You'll always be the first podcast I ever listened to. I'm so happy to see all you've accomplished with your guests, etc. Here's to 150 more. And finally, thank you, Jess. It's always great to have you You and Jeremy's support. Uh, Nigel Granger at Fleet underscore Risk. I tune into the podcast and I feel like part of something amazing rather than the sad, lonely Bengals fan on my own. You make being a fan bearable when we lose and a joy when we win. I love the mix of positivity and realism. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Love it. Well, that's there we go, quite a message to finish on. Thank you so much, Nigel, and thank you so much to everyone who's contributed, who's sent in messages, who helped with songs, who's helped with the advent calendar, which, of course, is coming up because it's almost time for December. We've got a meetup coming up at the end of this month, November the 28th, Sunday, November the 28th at the uh, the Red Deer in Sheffield where we'll be watching uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers game. so do come along for that. Dasardley Duncan is accepting orders for issue two of our fanzine. You don't live in Cleveland, so get in touch with him at Bengal's fanzine on Twitter for your copy. It's all happening. And this is what we want. This is why we started it for, um, to get you guys involved and to, to make and produce and to sustain a proper community. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so thank you once again. I hope you've enjoyed this 150th episode. Darren Simmons, you're brilliant, and uh, we love you for coming on and uh, letting us, uh, well, just giving us a bit of an insight into the special team coordinator's job and, of course, the assistant head coach's job. So best of luck to Darren, to Zach and the team for the rest of the season. Best of luck to us. Let's let's ride out what's going to happen come what may. Oh, what a breathless episode, Nathan.
2: Can I can I just say as well, like a massive thank you to everyone, the listeners. I know there's so many podcasts out there now: Bengals podcast, sport podcast, American football, all the rest of them. And you know, we, we, it means a lot to us. All the comments, correspondence, it it's so much fun for us to produce it. It honestly makes my experience as Bengals fans so much more enjoyable. And you know, I hope um, that it comes across. I've also got to say, San, as I try and say as much as I can. A massive thank you to you for editing it, putting it out there, hosting it, getting the guests. I mean, I, you know, you might hear a bit from me on this podcast, but I can tell you now paul does about 80 to 90 percent of the leg work and I, I can't thank him enough he's a the heartbeat behind this bengals community and uh we wouldn't be where we were without your uh your strong leadership my son so just a massive a massive thank you from me and obviously a massive thank you for um from the community as well
1: well it's my absolute pleasure honestly it is uh something i hope, I... hope
2: there's a tear in your eyes there is a little bit
1: you know just because I, <laughs> I as a bengals fan of so long you know i've probably said this before you don't expect to talk to people that you watched on telly in the 80s and 90s and sort of idolized. You know what I mean? You don't expect to be able to talk to players, current players, and, and coach. It's just a dream come true. And yeah, the fact that we've so. all made such good friends and hopefully we'll, you know, friends for life really, um, is just a, a remarkable thing and something that I certainly didn't envisage when, when we all got together. So, um, yeah. Thank you to everyone, and uh, let's keep it going. We've finally got a team. We've got a team for the first time in a few years that you know is fun to watch. So let's let's hope they can uh, dig in and, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be relevant by the time December comes around for our Christmas episode, they'll be right in the mix. That, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. Right, it's back to normal next week. we uh, will be uh, reacting to the Raiders game. Our online tailgate is this Sunday, 4.30pm in the UK, so do join us then. But until Monday, it is a Who Day from me.
2: And a Who Day from me. Cheers, guys.